Hello, and welcome to the Dr. Jocker's Functional Nutrition Podcast, the show designed to give you science-based solutions to improve your health and life. I'm Dr. David Jockers, doctor of natural medicine, chiropractor, and functional nutrition practitioner, and I'm the host of this podcast. I'm here to tell you that your body was created to heal itself, and on this show, we focus on strategies you can apply today to heal and function at your best. I'm excited about today's podcast, but before we jump in, I wanted to remind you to download this month's special gift at drjockersgift.com. From keto meal plans, smoothie recipes, to fasting quick start guides, we have a new complimentary gift every single month. To get your gift, simply visit drjockersgift.com. That's D-R-J-O-C-K-E-R-S-G-I-F-T.com. Thanks for spending time with me, and let's go into the show. Many of you know that I am constantly testing different health tools to see what works and what doesn't. And one of my new favorite supplements is Carbon 60 or C60. It's a super antioxidant that lifts the oxidative burden at the cellular level. It basically acts like a free radical sponge that helps your body heal itself. And it does that by optimizing the efficiency of your mitochondria. And by making your mitochondria stronger, more resilient to stress, C60 helps you promote longevity, fight inflammation, boost immune function, supports healthy aging, healthy joints, and it increases your energy and mental clarity naturally. My favorite brand is C60 Purple Power because it offers 99.99% pure sublimated carbon 60 that's never been exposed to solvents, and it's delivered in 100% certified organic oils. They have it coming in avocado oil, extra virgin olive oil, MCT coconut oil, and they also have it in different flavors like cinnamon and orange. And I will tell you guys that most users notice an increase in energy and mental clarity after 30 days of use. I know that was the case for me. That literally, I mean, within about two weeks, I, I immediately noticed energy. I noticed better mental clarity. Uh, I just noticed that I was recovering from my workouts better. I was less sore and I had more energy for my workout the next day. That's what I'm all about. I'm about biohacking. I'm about optimizing my performance. And I found that C60 Purple Power really delivers when it comes to helping enhance my energy, my mental clarity, um, helping me recover from my workouts and be the best that I can be. Basically, all I do is I take a teaspoon a day. A lot of people like to add it into you know, a morning coffee or anything like that. I typically took it with my lunch and I was noticing results. Guys, if you want to check out the C60 Purple Power I've got a special discount coupon. It's Jockers. Just use my last name, Jockers. And you can go to shopc60.com forward slash Jockers or www.shopc60.com forward slash Jockers. Use the coupon code Jockers at checkout to save 15% off today. You guys are going to love the C60 Purple Power. Well, hey guys, welcome to the podcast. We're talking about GABA today, the neurotransmitter GABA, how critical it is for the brain. I have got my rock star health coach here, Tara Peterson, and she's been working with a lot of clients that are dealing with different issues like anxiety, irritability, 
a lot of these kind of neurological mood, behavioral types of issues, GABA is a critical player there. So Tara, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me, Dr. Jockers. I'm excited to talk more about this topic because I do, like you said, see so many clients who struggle in this area and it really affects their everyday life. And so I'm happy to be on and share more about it. Yeah, for sure. Well, let's start by talking about what, what is GABA? Yeah, so perhaps you've heard of GABA or maybe you haven't. You're wondering, what is that? And so it is a neurotransmitter and a, a neurotransmitter, inhibitory neurotransmitter in the brain. And so it really allows you to relax and put on the brakes when, um, in, when you're stressed in a stressful situation. So it's kind of the nutshell of what it is. Yeah, it's kind of the brakes for the brain. So I always think about, you know, there's two major neurotransmitters. So now we could talk about a lot of them. We could talk about serotonin, dopamine, right? A lot of things, but simplified way of looking at it is glutamate is an excitatory neurotransmitter. So it's kind of the gas pedal. GABA is like the brakes. So you want the good balance there because if you don't, you're, you're, you have slow cognitive processing, not, you know, not a very good memory. You're more lethargic if you don't have enough glutamate. But if you have too much glutamate, then you are going to be out of balance. You're going to tend to have more irritability, anxiety, different issues like that. So what are some of the main symptoms of low GABA? So yeah, when I'm, when I'm talking to clients, I usually hear them say they just have an overwhelmed feeling. They're really have a lot of anxiety, mm. trouble sleeping at night. Maybe they're easily agitated and they're usually normally pretty engaged and, and like to be present in their moment with the family and, and the, their workplace. But um, when they're low on GABA, then this is not their normal and they may have racing thoughts and, and people who have fibromyalgia or IBS can be mm. more susceptible to having low GABA levels. Mm. Yeah, that's good to know. And, and why do you think that is? Research shows that there is a correlation between your gut microbiome and then also your brain. And so maybe you have experienced that you had butterflies when you're getting ready um, or are nervous, or you you have a lot of um, anxiety, then you realize that in your belly and how the, your um, brain and, and belly are, are connected. And so um, research has shown that actually that is the case, that there is a correlation between GABA production and um, a healthy microbiome. So if you have um, issues with your uh, microbiome, you're low in some of the good, good microbiomes like um, lactobiosis, then you may need like a probiotic to kind of help support you in that area mm -hmm. and, and help with your brain activity as well as the GABA production. Yeah, really important. We know that a leaky gut equals leaky brain. So when there's problems in the gut, for many people, it's going to result in problems in the brain. So whenever we look at things like depression, anxiety, issues like that, we always have to look at the gut. And uh, they call the gut the second brain. So there's this intimate connection there. And that's what you're talking about. So, so yeah. if your microbiome is out of balance, that can certainly, the, the, the gut microbes can release endotoxins. And those endotoxins can disrupt activity in the brain, causing issues with, with GABA. Now, I know there are a number of other issues. What are some of the other kind of lifestyle environmental factors other than just gut health? Right, right. So stress is a huge player mm. in, in this as well. In the world we live in today, um, there's so much more stress 
and anxiety. And so when our bodies are constantly stimulated and constantly under stress, then you, maybe you've heard of like the fight or fight syndrome. And so your body is just continually in this process. And so it's unable to shut down and put on those brakes. Like we were talking about earlier and have a calming effect. And so some more excitatory, um, like glutamate or the other uh, neurotransmitters kind of take over and, um, cause an over expectation or in your brain cells. Over yeah. times when individuals are in a long-term, highly stressful, um, stressful condition, their brains actually rewire. And mm-hmm. so um, using stress management um, can be really beneficial in helping um, rewire your brain. So I'm um, also I like to teach some of my favorite things I like to teach clients are repetitive motions because they can actually help rewire your brain. So like meditation, prayer, mm-hmm. walking, um, yoga, all those repetitive moments, those can actually rewire your brain in a positive manner. Yeah, this is a really important concept, this idea of neuroplasticity, where we're actually rewiring our brain. So if you are constantly thinking stressful, fearful thoughts, you're gearing your brain up to basically, you know, your, your body, your physiology believes that you are in a, a highly hostile environment and it's wired for survival. So it's going to const, it's going to make changes to make you, uh, to give you better survivability. So, I mean, if you think about it, it for short-term survival, it's important to have a brain that's super, you know, on alert, right. And yeah. anxious and, ready to respond to, you know, immediate threats. However, most of us are not dealing with that. You know, or most of us, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably not in that kind of environment. And so therefore you're actually, um, by your thoughts, you may actually be creating this sort of neurological pattern and we need to, you know, basically stop that and, um, and, and repattern it re the good thing about the brain is it's constantly changing and it can rewire itself. We just have to have the right practices in order to do that. So we've got to do our best to try to limit the obsessive thinking, the um, anxiety and practice those kinds of things. Like you talked about meditation, prayer, um, you know, obviously taking good care of our nutrition, our lifestyle, focusing on stress management, um, positive affirmations, reading scripture, different things like that, all super powerful because that's helping rewire the brain, calm the brain. And, um, you know, getting you better, more centered and balanced. And so that's kind of that way, when, whenever you do have a stressful event, you don't overreact, but you react appropriately. And that's really what we're going for there. So that's key. Now let's talk about sleep. How critical is sleep? I mean, the thing about it is that GABA is critical for sleep, but then also sleep's important for proper GABA balance. Yeah, it's unfortunately, it's one of those vicious cycles that can be so, and this is usually when clients reach out because they are having lack of sleep and several nights of lack of sleep in a roll can cause lower GABA production and it can actually uh, lead to rewiring in the brain like we talked about Mm. earlier with stress. The same thing can happen with several nights of inadequate sleep. And so sleep can actually, the best sleep actually occurs between 9 p.m. and 12 p.m. And so creating a bed 
bedtime routine is, you know, when you were little, perhaps you had a bedtime routine or you teach your kids to have a bedtime routine. But as an adult, you don't really outgrow that. You still need to uh, get to bed early and um, make your room enticing for sleep, either, either uh, putting black um, curtains up or um, using essential oils or for diffusing, um, just allowing yourself to unplug from the day, not um, bringing your phone into your bedroom. And that's one of the, one of the main tips I like to teach clients because um, you, you're too tempted to get on your phone in the middle of the night, or even just having it plugged into next to your head um, is is not a good idea. So um, keeping that plugged in someplace else and D and getting off the screens about an hour before bedtime. Those are all great. Um, stress management and then also um, sleep management skills to help with GABA production. Yeah, right on with that, Tara. I, you know, I always tell people you shouldn't have goals after 9 p.m. at night. So if you're trying to accomplish a lot of things, what's going to happen is you're going to release dopamine and cortisol, which gives you the feeling like you've got a second wind. A lot of people say, well, I got this, I got the second wind at night. But that's because you train your brain to do that by having goals. Like if you're if you have goals, or if you're on your phone and you're searching, let's say you're going through social media, and there's like enticing things on there, or you're shopping or whatever it is, all of those things are releasing these excitatory neurotransmitters that are inhibiting the proper production of GABA, serotonin, melatonin, kind of the calming uh, neurotransmitters that help you relax and sleep. And so you're inhibiting that. So yeah, you're, you're right on with that. Um, and then, you know, I'm a huge fan also of blue light blocking glasses. So if you've got, and then in general, just dimming all your lights. A lot of people don't do that. A lot of people have their lights just blaring blue light at night. Yeah. So at night, when the sun goes down, you want to dim all of your lights. If you have like kind of red, orange bulbs, which you can get. That's better. It kind of simulates candlelight or fire, which um, has less of a melatonin suppressing effect. And you can also get glasses that are kind of orange tinted glasses that make everything look that way, right? So they help block the blue light, which helps you release your melatonin and get deeper, more quality and restorative sleep. So yeah, prioritizing good sleep is critical to the healing process. And the better you sleep, the better your your glutamate to GABA balance is going to be. Now let's talk about blood sugar, how important blood sugar is for GABA. So yeah, so inadequate amount of blood sugar and blood sugar just regularity is in a stressor for the brain. And so it actually um, can break down the blood brain barrier, which is, is created as a shield, as a protection. And then if you have a hypoglycemia moment or episode or what maybe some people will call like a low blood sugar episode, Mm. it causes partial starvation of your brain and allows that blood brain area actually to open up. It's, it's really intended to do so to allow more nutrients to cross the brain. But unfortunately other things like toxins and free rattles, radicals can also enter in through that. And so it affects your blood um, tissue and it causes um, elevated stress hormones and uh, glutamate release. So this is crucial to following an anti-inflammatory nutrition plan. Mm. So it regulates your your blood sugar throughout the day using uh, real and organic foods in order to provide the right nutrients for your body. Um, I like teaching eating as a mindset and um, food as as medicine 
person. And so this is one of those areas that when you're not um, taking care of that, then it can affect your brain health. Um, not just your overall health. And so one of my passions is actually creating nutrition plans and just teaching people strategies on how to regulate their blood sugar. Yeah, I know you do such a great job with that. I hear from your clients, just how good a job you are at helping coach them and teach them and walk them through the process of making these kind of nutrition plans. And you know, when I think about the brain, the brain really runs on two major fuels, sugar or glucose in the blood and ketones, fatty acids. Most cells can use fatty acids as an energy source, but they don't cross the blood barrier, blood brain barrier in sufficient quantities for the brain to really utilize them as an energy source. And so what happens is we're either in sugar burning mode where we're just really, our brain is only using sugar as fuel or our body. Like if we go into a, a fasting state, then our body will take fatty acids, convert them into ketones, which is really the kind of the, the idea of the ketogenic diet. Um, so we'll create these ketones and the ketones are smaller water soluble molecules that will cross through the blood brain barrier and provide a great fuel source for the brain. We know that sugar is a dirty fuel. It produces a lot of oxidative stress and inflammation um, when we're only using sugar as a fuel source. Ketones are very, are very, uh, they're very energy efficient and they're a clean fuel source, meaning that we can produce a lot of energy from a ketone versus a molecule of glucose, a lot more energy and significantly less oxidative stress. So they're really a clean fuel source. And when ketones are elevated in the brain, they shut down neuroinflammation. So inflammation in the brain, and they actually help balance the glutamate to GABA ratio, right? Which helps give you right. that calmness. And a lot of people notice this when they're doing like, uh, whether it's an extended fast and they finally get into ketosis, or if they are practicing blood sugar balancing methods, maybe practicing intermittent fasting, eating a, you know, a lower carb, higher protein fat style diet, they start to notice that their brain just feels much better. And that's the reduction inflammation. That is the balance there, glutamate to GABA. So if you're somebody out there that you go a few hours between meals and you are crashing, you feel irritable and anxious, um, you know, you have, you have a headache, right? A lot of these issues, cravings, then that is a sign you are really metabolically inflexible. You really need to get your blood sugar balanced. Okay. And if, if, you don't really know how to do that. Reach out to somebody like Tara, right? She can help walk you through that. That's one of the most critical things you can do to improve your health is get your blood sugar balanced, improve your metabolic flexibility, your body's ability to burn fat as well as sugar for fuel and turn up the production of ketones to turn down the inflammation and balance those neurotransmitters in the brain. So critical. Now let's transition into GAD antibodies. What are GAD antibodies? And what sort of right. role do they play when sure. it comes to GABA? Sure, yeah. So since the body converts uh, glutamine into GABA using the uh, glutamic acid by carboxylate enzyme, that's what the GAD antibody stands for. And it uses the activated form of B6 in order to do that. So some people who have elevated antibodies or like an autoimmunity mm -hmm. to the GAD enzyme, and therefore they're unable to adequately convert glutamine into GABA, into the GABA. And so reducing inflammation um, and using um, like autoimmunity are especially helpful. In some cases, individuals may even need large doses of, of supplementation of GABA to help with this process. 
And yeah, then there are sure, other sure. other micronutrients that can um, affect this as well. Um, so when individuals have deficiencies in B6 and other key micronutrients such as zinc and magnesium, taurine, and, and this helps with the production of GABA. So um, it's, it's kind of interesting how your body just is a whole orchestra of playing and without one of the, of the players missing, then the, the conversion doesn't happen. And so it's not anything you did, not anything you did wrong. It's just, there's not enough of one of these micronutrients in order to, and to make the conversion happen and have adequate amounts of GABA. Hey, I just wanted to interrupt this podcast to tell you about perfect keto cereal. If you're like me, you grew up eating cereal but you stopped eating it because you knew the ingredients were driving up massive inflammation in your body, but you still miss it. You still wish you could have that good, sweet crunch. And that is why I wanted to tell you about Perfect Keto Cereal, which is a grain-free, keto-friendly cereal with ingredients you can actually trust. It is a treat reminiscent of your childhood with a satisfying crunch and value-added ingredients like collagen and MCTs. I love the cinnamon and the honey nut flavor. And again, it is grain-free. No wheat, no oats, no rice, no corn. No, you know, nothing that's going to spike your blood sugar. In fact, it only has one to two grams of net carbs, nine grams of protein, and five grams of fat. You know, an equal amount of traditional cereal can have up to 25, 30, even 40 grams of net carbs in one serving with barely any protein, fat, or dietary fiber. That is just going to massively blast your blood sugar but not perfect keto. Again, one to two grams of net carbs, nine grams of protein, and five grams of fat. And you know what kind of protein they have? They have collagen protein that they've added in there along with MCTs. The collagen helps support your joints. It helps support your skin, your hair, your nails, and helps to heal and seal your gut lining. The MCTs turn into ketones in your bloodstream, which balances your blood sugar and stabilizes your insulin levels. You guys are going to love this cereal. You can check it out at perfectketo.com forward slash DRJ and use the coupon code JOCKERS for 20% off your first order. Again, that's perfectketo.com forward slash DRJ and use the coupon code JOCKERS for 20% off your first order. Check it out today. Yeah, for sure. And so a lot of people, for example, there's a correlation between people with celiac disease and this GAD antibody, elevated GAD antibodies, these GABA, gamma aminobutyric acid decarboxylase enzyme antibodies. And so, you know, when your gut's real damaged, you're at higher likelihood of autoimmunity and therefore your body actually may be breaking down that enzyme, like you said, causing elevation in glutamine. So um, you know, to help regulate that going back to the root cause, right? Getting the gut squared away. Whenever I think about autoimmunity too, I also think about vitamin D. Those are probably the two, like there's only two things I could do for somebody with autoimmunity. It would be do whatever I could to repair the gut, right? And usually we use kind of like a 5R method. We want to remove bad foods. We want to replace enzymes, stomach acid. We want to support those areas. Um, we want to remove infections, right? So, or reduce infections, we want to uh, re- replace, right? And um, so replace the, uh, um, you know, get good, good microbes in there. And then, uh, and then basically we want to rebalance with stress management, with good sleep, things like that. So 5R method, 
to help support the gut and then optimizing vitamin D because there's very strong links between low vitamin D under 30 nanograms per milliliter and, and particularly under 20 nan nanograms per milliliter, which is considered very deficient and elevated or basically an increased risk in autoimmunity. And just about everybody I've seen that has autoimmunity was vitamin D deficient, at least at one point, right? And so supplementing there, most people notice a big improvement, getting your vitamin D levels up over 50 nanograms per milliliter, I find to be really important factor there. So that will help address that autoimmunity. And then of course, like we said, addressing gut, you know, and that means looking out for different food sensitivities, you know, gluten is a big one, right? What are some of the other big food sensitivities that you're seeing with a lot of your clients? So yeah, a lot of people have a, a, a dairy intolerance, a lactose mm. intolerant. Um, some people have a, a, um, oxalates, depending on mm. how they're processing um, red, red meat sometimes or cheese can be an issue. It's really personalized to each person. I mean, we see yeah. a lot of when we do those food sensitivity tests, it something crazy like vanilla can come up and that could be the one for you. So really it's not a one size fits all, but um, food sensitivities can, you know, there are some that are, are normal, like, like you said, gluten, almost everybody, and then um, dairy products, eggs, those can all be um, kind of common ones to look out for. Yeah, for sure. And when you have autoimmunity, typically kind of the first line, like obviously getting a test is a great idea, but if you're not able to do that, typically a first line is what we call our call. Well, basically really just going gluten-free at first. If you're not seeing significant changes there, um, then doing more of like a paleo diet where you take out all grains, take out dairy, right? Um, that would be a great idea. If you're still not seeing the changes, you could do the autoimmune paleo diet, which is where we take out eggs, we take out nuts and seeds, um, nightshade vegetables like tomatoes, bell peppers, um, what else is in there? Okra, uh, white potatoes, eggplant, things like that. So we take out the nightshades and we take out eggs, which, which is a great healing food, but a lot of people have immune reactivity to eggs. Um, so that's another one, soy, of course, processed sugars, things like that. So, you know, that diet alone, I've seen a lot of people see significant improvement. Okay. But like you said, in certain circumstances, there could be some things, right. That you would never consider that, um, maybe triggering inflammation. So that's where we're working with a health coach that can, you know, really, um, you know, just be a detective with you and, uh, and figuring out what are some of the major triggers is important. And that can really help move the needle for you. So that's super valuable. Now you also talked about certain nutrients, right? Whenever I think about a calming nutrient, okay. And not, not, not talking about a herb, we can get into those. I always think about magnesium. That's like my go-to yeah. when it comes yeah. to calming. And we know that the more stress you're under, the more you deplete magnesium. Magnesium is to the body, what oil is to a car. So the more stress and the more we're driving ourselves, the more magnesium depleted we are. And a lot of people, I mean, there are millions of testimonials all around the world, people with anxiety, irritability, things like that, that took a good quality form of magnesium. So not just any old magnesium, really good quality form magnesium saw significant improvement in those conditions. And magnesium plays a key role, like you said, in this, this whole pathway. Uh, what are, what were some of the other nutrients? Can you, can uh, you discuss those yeah, in a little sure. more detail? 
Yeah, yeah. So B6, mm-hmm. um, that's what is needed and for the yeah. conversion. So that's that's our go-to. Also, zinc can, is also a player in that. Um, L-glutamine is what is um, yeah. the most abundant amino acid in our in our body, and it's the precursor to GABA. So mm-hmm. if you're if you're missing out on that, then you're unable to convert into glutamate acid or glutamate, which yeah. is the um, and that's key for good. Uh, tension span and learning mm-hmm. and memory. And so glutamine is also a key amino acid for the gut. So it actually helps heal and seal the gut lining too. So that can be a good, a good amino acid to take. And a lot of like gut healing protein powders have uh, glutamine, gut repair products, things like that. You'll see L-glutamine in those because it's really important and marketed for gut health, but it's also very important for immune health and for brain health as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like we talked about that, those two being uh, connected, it just keeps coming full circle for sure. And so, yeah, like you said, magnesium, 80% of women and 70% of men are um, deficient in magnesium. So that's always a good place to start because it's most likely that you're, that you're deficient in that area. Yeah. Super important. How about some different foods too, that will help boost GABA? Yeah. So there are really only one food group. It may not be a real popular one too bad. It's not like, you know, dark chocolate or something like that, (laughs) but fermented food is, um, is the only source that actually, um, contains GABA in it. And so there are some really good ones though. Like I like kombucha. Everybody usually likes pickles, even if you don't like, um, maybe fermented, um, vegetables and kimchi, um, those are all, all good. And you can start with a little, um, particularly if it is irritating to you, you know, I like to start with like maybe even a fourth of a, of a tablespoon and kind of work your way up to maybe like a cup a day in order to get the full benefit. Yeah, for sure. Now, how about GABA supplements? Have you been using these with any clients? Have you tried them yourself? What's been your experience with those? Yeah. So magnesium, like we talked about, we have, Mm -hmm. um, I use that a lot with clients, B6. Um, We have some of those that are combined in some Yeah, with B6, I find that the best form is going to be your P5P, uh, which is your activated form of B6. Some people- They can take your your traditional B6, your pyridoxine, and convert it, and they don't have any issues with that. But for some people, they have some genetic polymorphisms that don't allow them to convert as well. So the P5P form tends to work best. Yeah, anytime you can make it easier on your body, it's already ready, yeah. available. That's the best way to 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 do that. Um, probiotics, you know, when we talked about gut mm. health, so we want to keep that, you know, keep that supported. Um, sometimes taking, um, just GABA supplementation is thought to be helpful. You know, in the past, we thought maybe it did not pass the blood brain barrier. Now we realize that those people who have low GABA production, their blood brain barrier is actually disrupted. And so that allows the uh, GABA to cross the blood brain barrier. And so, yeah. I mean, there are also like essential oils you can take that are, can be beneficial, lavender, lemon balm, um, calamine, all of those kind of calming uh, essential oils can be um, beneficial. And then also like we talked about L-glutamate to balance um, GABA levels. That way you have a, a balance. It's all about balance. Yeah. A lot of things, a lot of herbs act as GABA agonists, meaning that they help with the overall production and um, sensitivity of your GABA receptors. So like CBD helps with that. Um, a lot of these herbs, like you talked about with essential oils that you can diffuse, or you can drink in herbal teas, lavender, chamomile, um, valerian root, 
these things all work on those GABA pathways. Passion flower is another one. So if you know, like if you're out there and you're into essential oils, those calming essential oils, those ones that are mark, marketed for calming, like lemongrass, passion flower, chamomile, and lavender are probably the most popular ones for calming. They're all GABA agonists. They're all working on that pathway, which helps give you that calmness. Now you can also get them in herbal teas. You can go to your grocery store. I know my grocery store over here, they've got a bunch of different organic herbal teas and they have ones like nighty night, sleep time, stuff like that. Those, those have these herbs that are working on the GABA pathways. Yeah. I love those for my kids. They're like, here's some nighty night. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Now those herbs can really be beneficial, but they don't get to the root cause. So I'm a huge fan of utilizing them, but don't just use them to cover things up. You really want to get to the root cause, which again, you know, like you talked about some of the major things, supporting blood sugar stability, getting your diet right, blood sugar stability, getting your gut healthy, um, and keeping stress under control, probably the three most important things. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. Those, those are things that you can practice on or uh, work towards and, and your daily life and can be so beneficial to, for your GABA production. Yeah, for sure. Now, is there any sort of like lab testing or anything like that, that you'll utilize to look at some of these factors involved with GABA production? So yeah, if, if clients have a, a lot of these symptoms that we talked about earlier, a lot of anxiety, then we may feel um, testing is warranted. And so the organic acid test is a test that we use for this. Um, it is a urine test. So it's easy to do at home. There's no needles involved in it. And so um, the thing that the marker that we look at is the, the B6 that we talked about. And so if you're um, low in that B6, then, then we know that you're not going to be able to um, have enough to convert into GABA. And so we can also look at other of uh, those markers that we talked about, the HBA, yeah. um, the dopamine bar, um, mm. biomarker, and then also VMA on, on the test. It's a biomarker of adrenaline. So if you are in that fight or flight, or if you're in the adrenal, stressing your adrenals, or even past that to where you're having adrenal fatigue, then that'll show up in that area. Um, and we look for that um, for our GABA production. Yeah, that's really good. And sometimes also the organic acid's nice too, because it can pick up markers for mold and also for yeast overgrowth and bacterial overgrowth, which may be at the root of why you might have elevated adrenaline, for example. Because if you're breathing in mold spores and creating inflammation in your body, that's gonna throw off neurochemistry in your brain. If you have an overgrowth of yeast like candida, they're gonna release gliotoxins and uh, acetaldehyde, which poison and, and damage your brain. And then if you've got bacterial overgrowth, they're going to release things like uh, lipopolysaccharides and other endotoxins that can create inflammation in the brain. So you can see a lot of that on the organic acid test. So it's really, really beneficial test. And I know you're working with people all over the world, virtually helping them um, with this test, helping navigate the results and creating customized plans for them. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. So the, the organic acid test, like you said, great test for overall yeah. health. And then, yeah, we like to, to look at it and then really make a plan, find out the why, like you said, um, and then make a plan of how we can improve. And, and really this can be so empowering for people because they are unable to engage in their daily lives or maybe um, just want to engage in a, in a accelerated level that they know they're capable of. And this can be the, the tool that they can use to get to that level that they really desire. 
Yeah, that's great. And so, um, so what kind of what kind of clients are you working with on a regular basis? Where would you say your sweet spot is when you're working with clients? Like oh, what demographic? Yeah, yeah. I I like working with um with all with all all of my clients, but especially women. I feel like for um God has called me to a lot of women to yeah. help. I can I have women like to work with women sometimes. And then also we know the world that we're in. We know that we're being a mom and then also that we're, we're going at it at work. And so there's, um, I love working with women, but I'll work for, I love working with everybody. I like, um, finding why, um, people aren't able to, um, have their, be at their best and at their best health and, um, finding the root cause of it. And then just, um, implementing easy things to do in their life that baby steps working towards those goals that they have. Yeah, that's great. Any last words of inspiration for our audience guys, we'll have, uh, the links for Tara. If you want to reach out to her and see her health coaching page, we'll have the links in the show notes here. So you can check that out. And also her email is just Tara T A R A at drjockers.com. So you can reach out to her to find out more information as well about working with her one-on-one to really create the kind of health results that you want. And what are some last words of inspiration for our audience here? Yeah, I just, um, thanks for having me on today. And I just, I'm so excited to talk about this topic in, in general. And so if you're listening and you're just, you have a lot of anxiety or you're having trouble sleeping, mm-hmm. I just, I love that you can hear this and that you can feel empowered that there it's, it's not anything that you did wrong. It's not anything that, um, you need to strive towards more. It's actually letting go and Mm -hmm. then, um, uh, allowing some of the, using some tools, either a testing or health coaching to help you, um, get to that level that you want to be in. Yeah. So good. Well, thanks so much for your time here, Tara guys. I know you got a lot out of this podcast. Please share it too, with anybody that, you know, that's dealing with anxiety, irritability, Um, that just feels stressed and overwhelmed, share this podcast. Sharing is caring. That's how you get this message out and help more people. And so thanks so much guys for doing that. And we'll see you guys in a future podcast. Be blessed, everybody. Well, that's all for this show. And I want to thank you again for spending your valuable time with me today. And if there was something you heard in this interview that you have questions on, or you want to dive into deeper, then drjockers.com is the best place to go. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider taking just a quick moment and giving us a great review. Your reviews help us influence more people and transform more lives. And if you took something valuable away from this episode, then please share it with someone in your life you know it can help. We'll see you soon on a future podcast. Be blessed, everybody.